My message uh, this morning is going to be short and sweet, like it normally always is. Uh, thank you to the music people. It was good. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's good. Uh, we keep moving on, you know, pressing on. They're the times we live in. Uh, you can't stay stagnant. You have to make a decision just to keep, keep moving on. Um, I know there are times you need a little break and get a breather and just shake it off, you know, what's going on. But uh, as a whole, I believe this church is really um, hungry for God. There's a hunger that's rising. Uh, there's a hunger across our nation that's rising, across the nations of the world it's rising. So we live in good times. They may not be great at the present time, but they will change and they will get better because the people of God has stood their ground. That's why. Stood for liberty. You've stood for freedom. You've stood for uh, wanting one another to have a better life. And that all comes from heaven. I'm, uh, I've got a scripture for you. Isaiah 46, 9 to 11. This is what the Lord says. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. What I wanted to uh, highlight in that, in that verse is that God is way ahead of us. He knows our lives. He's been to the end. He's been to the beginning. He knows. And he puts you on the earth for this time because he believes in you. He believes you'll make it through this time and you'll go on. You'll go on with him. Uh, he knows the future. That's why we can prophesy. That's why the prophets are still on the earth because God knows the future and he's still sharing it. He's still speaking. He's never caught by surprise. He's not taken back by failures of people, families, nations. Doesn't bother him. He already knows. He's God, the Most High. When he calls a, a, a person to a purpose, he realizes there will be mess-ups and it will be messy, but he knows that there is uh, a place where they can work through their mess-ups and come through to a greater future. And I believe that that is for this time. I believe it is messy. Things have not gone the way we wanted. Things have been out of our control at times, but God knew it and he's got a plan. And I want to show you in the scriptures, when I was reading Peter's life, uh, his life spoke to me. Uh, he was a fisherman. He called him, Jesus called him. He was a fisherman. He was probably a commercial fisherman, probably a very good businessman. He was a strong man because he was able to haul nets in with fish. He was hardworking. Uh, if he was in a fight, he would, he would do something. He would get physical. He showed it when he cut off the ear in the garden. He cut off the ear of the high priest's uh, servant. He's the Peter that we know who stepped out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat in a storm to walk on water. We know him. We know that story. And Jesus just said, come. And he jumped out. That's courage. 
he saw Jesus with, uh, he was there with John and James. He saw Jesus on a mountain turn lightning white. On a mountain. And he saw Moses and Elijah appear. He knew supernatural experiences. I'm picking it up from Luke 22:31 at the Last Supper. Jesus is looking at Peter and he tells him, you have a test of faith coming, Peter. He says, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. What does that mean? Uh, when wheat was sifted in those times, it was done through a sieve or a large strainer and it was shaken violently. It was shaken violently so that the dirt and the grime that clung to that uh, grain would be separated and so that they could use the good grain. So Satan wanted to shake Peter so forcefully that he would no longer be able to be used anymore. He wanted to prove Jesus' man was going to fail. And that you, in indeed Satan has asked for you, is actually plural. Uh, so it meant that all the disciples were going to be shaken. In John 10.10, 10, we are told the devil comes only to steal, kill and destroy. So it's true. What did Jesus continue to say to Peter? Verse 32. I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. That's the Lord. He knew. He knew there was a shaking coming. He knew. And he says to him, so when you have repented and turned back to me again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus was telling Peter his future that he would be tested and he would fail. He knew it. Peter's reply, I will go to prison. I will go to death with you, master. And then he tells him, he continues, he tells him, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. So he knew how he was going to fail. God knows the end from the beginning. We keep going. Jesus is arrested. Peter cuts the ear of the high priest's servant off. They all take off. Peter and John follow Jesus into the courtyard where Peter denies Jesus three times, just as he said. How does he do it? He curses and swears he does not know him. By the third time, he is using language that couldn't be written in the Bible. He's cursing. And at that point, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And we're told in the scriptures, Peter went out and wept bitterly. Sometimes in life, we do fail the Lord. Sometimes in life things happen that we wish we could go back and change. But I would say to you today, God is not bothered by your failures. He's bothered only by what you do with them. 
Peter, when he was weeping, would have been saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he would have come to a decision in his heart whether or not he was going to get up and whether or not he was going to follow the Lord again. And this past season, there's been a lot of shifting and shaking for many, many families, individuals, businesses. The nations have been shaking, governments. I believe uh, heart issues have been um, exposed, brought to the light. What the enemy was doing in darkness, God has brought to light. And we are choosing now what we are to do. And I would say to you, uh, issues of my heart in this last season have been exposed. There have been times when I've gone to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I should not be here. This should not be happening. And my part in this, I am sorry. And there comes a point, if you will do that, not only forgive those who have hurt you, we release them. doesn't mean that we agree with what they do. Forgiveness is not like that. It means you let God be judge. And he's, he's a righteous judge. But you release them from what they owe to you. And you say, God, they belong to you. And sometimes that is hard because it's deep. But if you will ask for grace, there'll be such a release come to your life in forgiveness. But I would say to you, go further and own what belongs to you in your life, in those situations. I've gone back, I've rung sister, brother, uh, said sorry for things in my life that I did. Whether they accepted it or not, it doesn't matter. Whether they forgive you or not, it doesn't matter. It's your life before your God. And I would say to you, if you will do that, Issues of your heart will start to drop so quickly. There will become a lightness in your life. The life of God starts to flow through you because your heart now is clean. There's a cleansing that comes when we own what is ours. We don't cover it. And you only have to do it before God. There is a fresh wind blowing of the Spirit of God. And I believe heart issues are being resolved. I believe the people of God are starting to rise in a strength that has not been seen before. Seen before. Uh, the Lord spoke to me uh, a number of times from Jeremiah 12, 5, uh, when he wanted me to just get my life right. He kept telling me, if you have run with the, f the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? I'll paraphrase that for you. If a gentle breeze makes you nervous, what are you going to do in gale force winds? That's what he was saying to me. If a gentle breeze makes you nervous, how are you going to go when the winds really blow? And that's the sifting. Because God is dealing with heart issues so that sons and daughters of God will mature and they will arise. He wants us to speak to the storms. He wants us to still the storm with our voice. In Psalm, I believe it's 100 verse 3, the angels of God, they hearken to the voice of the Lord. And Jesus is maturing us on the inside 
so that the voice of the Lord comes through us. It's the Lord's voice. It's our voice, but it's his words. And as they come through and your heart lines up with his, there is an authority that starts to grow. And I believe there are levels. What I've come to understand is there are levels of authority in us. And we choose. We choose by our forgiveness. We choose by our repentance. We choose. There's, there's no excuses. We choose before our God. And he doesn't care the mess. He doesn't care the failures. He doesn't care. But he wants you to be honest and he wants you to own up for what's yours. And if you will do that, he will recalibrate you. He will give you a newness on the inside. He will start to turn things around. There will be a freshness on the inside of you and things will become light and easier. And things will start to lock into place. Um, I believe uh, Peter's life shows us this. Let's, let's see how he finished up. Jesus dies on the cross for our sin and sickness. No Peter, only John. Three days later, Jesus rises. Thank you, Lord. He rises. It's the breath of God that blows into Jesus' body and he rises from the dead. That's what we believe. Resurrection power. In Mark 16, 67, Mary comes to the tomb. Do not be afraid. An angel speaking to Mary, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter. And Peter. Go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. And there you will see him as he said to you. Jesus knew. Jesus knew Peter would deny him. Jesus knew how he would do it. And he knew he would abandon him at his most desperate hour. He knew he would say he was sorry for it all and that he would bounce back. He knew. And he knows your life. And what did Peter go on to do? He went off and he got, uh, came back with the disciples, hung around with the 500 that got reduced to 120 in the upper room. He got the fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. A boldness came on him, a strength that came on him. He was human, but he decided he was going to follow Jesus with all his heart this time. He went on, uh, we see him uh, with John uh, in Acts 3, I believe it is, with the lame man at the gate, beautiful, they look at him, silver and gold, I have none, but as such as I have to give you to you, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And when that man's clinging to him and everybody's crowding because of the spectacular miracle, what does Peter say? Not my godliness, not my power. It's the name that's above every other name. There's a humility worked in Peter. He would not take that. Again, uh, we see in, uh, I believe it's uh, later in Acts, uh, Peter is there with Cornelius. Cornelius has called him uh, a Gentile and he comes as a Jew. It was big time for him to go to a Gentile house and he realised that he had seen a vision from God and God wanted him there. And as Cornelius saw him, Cornelius bowed down to him and worshipped him. What did Peter do? No. No, I am a man. I am just a man like you. Humility. Humility. No. This worship belongs to God. 
That's a new Peter. That's a new Peter. That's a Peter that failed. That's a Peter that owned it. And that's a Peter that Jesus raised up again. And he wrote uh, 1 and 2 Peter. So when you read 1 and 2 Peter again, think of it with new thoughts. I'll leave with you um, uh, 1 Peter 1, 6 to 7. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter knew trials. He knew what it was to come under the fire. He knew what it was to be tested, but he knew what it was to rise and give honour to God. So I would say to you today, just ask the Lord if there's anything you need to own, any person you need to forgive. Get your life right with him, all of it. Say, yes, I'm going to follow you, Lord. And just like Peter, God knows your beginning from your end. He has a destiny written on the inside of you that is being blown afresh. There is greatness on the other side of this horizon. And if you will keep your eyes on the horizon, the brightness of his glory and what he will do with your life will be spectacular. You will get the breakthrough. You will come through. God has destined it. If you agree with him and go his path, it will be a good life that you will look back on. That's all I've got for you today. I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to get the kids. If anyone's sick, uh, uh, please come. But I will pray. Because God has done something in my life. I remember when I hit the bottom of the bottoms and I said, Lord, if you can do anything with my life, you can have it. You can have it. There's nothing left. I've hit the bottom. And I gave it to him, just like uh, Mary with the alabaster jar. I smashed it. I remember thinking, I just smash it at your feet. It's yours. And the Lord very kindly, very kindly, as um, Bonnie shared at communion, the kindness of God, his goodness is sweet. And if, if you will follow him, he will not abandon you. He will not leave you in dark places. We do live in a fallen world with people of free will. That we cannot change. But sons and daughters are rising now across the earth. I'm hearing prayers from America that I haven't heard before. And they have an authority in them. And they have uh, such a love for God in them. And I say, yes, yes, that's where we're going. Uh, I believe Roe versus Wade, which is the abortion bill of, of America, 49th year that they've been um, trying to get that overturned, uh, that abortion was made legal, uh, it has gone back to the states. So uh, the states now will decide what they will do and I believe you will see the Americans are going after that with everything they've got and I believe by the 50th year, next year, the Jubilee, the states will have majority, and I believe abortion will start to be rolled back off that nation. That is a curse of death that will be broken. It is awesome. It is awesome. And it will follow suit across the West as we continue to pray. 
There is authority now in prayer. When you use that name, as you have uh, given yourself to the Lord, there is an authority growing in you. I would encourage you, use the name of Jesus. Release the power of his blood over your life, your family. Tell darkness to go. In Jesus' name, call prosperity. Call his presence over your life and family. The generations, um, I am now praying for my generational line. I'm going after my son and daughter, their sons and daughters, their sons and daughters, that in my line there will be such a godliness that flows that no one will be able to leave the earth from that line without giving their life to the Lord. I am so convinced we live in days of greatness. But it starts with you. He will start with a seed. Jesus likes to start small and get big. Just like um, Nick uh, sang, you'll give me a stone. You'll give me a stone. It's all it takes to bring down the Goliath. Only a stone. So I'll pray for you and then I would ask the kids to come out. Um, Please don't be shy, kids, youth, teenagers, young people, uh, anybody under 40. How about that? (laughs) We're going for youth uh, just to, so there's a crowd here. And if you're sick, uh, you're sick in any way and if you've been prayed for uh, many times, don't give up. Um, I heard a story, a girl was blind and... She kept coming up to the altar for prayer. There was a a rally going on and and the person was very uh, embarrassed as she kept coming, still blind, still blind. And by the eighth night, this person, I forget who they were, laid hands on her and was just going, dear God, please, 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 this time, this time, saying to themselves. And she got free. She got her sight. And it was, he asked her, he asked her, what was that, Jesus? And he said it was an octopus around her head. And as you kept praying, one arm went. Next arm, next arm, next arm. And sometimes that's healing. I don't understand it all, but I will persevere because it's a blood-bought right, yes? And as believers, that's you and me, that's, that's no fancy titles, says, those who believe in my name will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we will take back ground in healing. We will take back ground in deliverance. We will take back ground in government, in education. We will take back ground in families. This is the hour. Okay, I will pray for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this people. I thank you for this body that has persevered. These people, God, these families, they represent. God, I thank you that you know the end from the beginning. God, you know them well. You know them, Lord, and they have not given up, and you are pleased. Lord, I thank you for your pleasure. I thank you for your presence that surrounds them. I thank you, God, for your power that is being, Lord, unleashed in their life. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over everything, anything that would stop them going forward, any depression, any fear, any doubt. God, any sickness, any disease, in the name of Jesus, I take authority in the name of Jesus and I release life and light. Lord, I lose hope, God, to these and their families. God, a new day I declare over them in the name of Jesus. God, that they are going on into better days ahead, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that all doubt and unbelief will be broken. And Lord, as we trust you and as we believe in you, a faith is rising, God, that will move those mountains. And I thank you, God, you are for us. You won't leave us. You won't forsake us. Lord, I speak a blessing over their family line and I call, God, families, people they've been praying for out of darkness into your glorious light in Jesus name.
Amen. All right. Have we got young people coming? Do you want to call? Double ollies for the first person up here. <laughs>